Okay. I'm number six. And I'm here with Jeff Fenton and Lisa Belanger. And this is the new Prisoners Interviews. And in this week's interview, we will be talking about uh, this Tennessee bill criminalizing homelessness, the political responsibilities and reactions there. Uh, what are the ramifications for all of us around the country and what we, the people, can do about this? Um, so before we get to that, um, let's uh, hear from our friend Jeff. Jeff, do you want to introduce yourself to the people for us? Yeah. Uh, hi, my name's Jeff Fenton. Um, I lived in uh, in Tennessee for 25 years. Um, I loved it there. Um, and uh, until I entered a courtroom and uh, and everything changed. But um, there is. A, but, yeah, this this uh, this issue just hits home for me because I've seen how quick the court system can rapidly change your life and um so uh i i say that i'm a uh uh a three-year uh involuntary uh paralegal intern so that's what it's been like is uh is is you're forced to learn the law because uh they don't use the law automatically in your benefit nobody does so um anyway that's quite all right and then uh of course lisa do you want to say hello to the people this week Hell yeah. <laughs> this is one of my favorite places to be. Are you kidding me? Hello. So, uh, and for people, hopefully, that are new listeners and viewers, I'm so pumped to be a contributor to the new Prisoner 6 show. And <clears throat> because I especially love bringing legal analysis, I and not just from the law, but politically. And I love it so much that I am starting a new blogging forum and guest speaker forum called Critical Liberty Report. And why it's such, should I say, I almost want to say cosmic, but I do want to say cosmic because it's all about my clearing away all the BS about this legalese stuff, because it is all BS. And so it's sort of my passion to uh, make it clear to non-lawyers as to what's going on. And that's awesome. And that's why we love having you on, Lisa. Your passions, uh, you have definitely uh, done what I have asked people to do, which is to weaponize your passions. And um, you're a great example of that. So, um, but let's, um, let's jump into this. So um, just to give everybody some context out there, uh, Jeff, you had sent me some articles here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull this one up first. This is from U.S. News. Now, the title of this says, uh, Tennessee to make homeless camps on public land a felony. It says uh, here, this is from the Associated Press, that Tennessee Governor Bill Lee, and that's a name that's going to come up uh, maybe quite frequently on this podcast. Here, we're going to talk about him a little bit, uh, declined to sign off on a bill criminalizing camping by homeless people and in parks and other local public property, but let it become law without his signature. Ah, oh, sounds like a really stand up guy, right? Strong backbone on this guy. <laughs> now it says the measure the Republican governor declined to sign Tuesday will take effect July 1st. So this is already something that's happening folks. Now, Lee had told reporters earlier this week that he was worried about the unintended consequences of the bill. <laughs> you 
you put that in quotations, uh, but added that he was also worried about the issues, and this is in quotes too, issues of people on public property. Now, <laughs> I, Jeff, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to switch back to the panel for a second, because just that statement alone there, is that not infuriating? The issues yeah. of people on public property. Right. What the hell is supposed to be there? Geese? Like, it's just right. like, what does it belong to? Do we, do we give our tax dollars to set aside so people can have a koi pond? Or it's just like, are we worried about, you know, actual human beings? <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. They, um, and, and typically these, these, you know, they, a lot of people, um, that were in this situation camped, I guess. And I haven't even, I was in Nashville for 25 years. I've never seen a homeless camp. Okay. I never, this wasn't, um, they want to be out of people's sight as much as, as possible, you know? And I know that the city has gone out of its way at different places. Like, um, when they built the soccer stadium, for example, there was a public property behind there with some building. I forget what it is, but they cut down all the brush and everything in the bushes so that homeless people would be exposed and they, therefore they wouldn't want to camp there, you know? And it's, uh, so I, I don't think that, I mean, they, they want to be out of people's way as much as we want them out of our way. You know, it's not that it was, uh, I think they did a, um, I think there was some kind of, uh, a few years back, somebody did like a story on all this and it brought it to light to where it became, uh, a shameful thing for the politicians, you know, to have this problem that, you know, everybody in the country has to a certain extent, but, um, but yeah, that's, uh, for me. Oh, you froze up a little bit and dropped out a little bit there, Jeff. Oh, we got you back in. We got you back in there. Can oh, you, can you repeat the, do you remember the last line that you said? Uh, well, that was saying for me, the most, um, just the most inhumane thing about it is the idea of criminalizing it, taking somebody that's already down for the count and, uh, and, you know, I, 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 my opinion since dealing with the whole courts is if you can't do it right, just leave it the hell alone. Don't touch it. You know, if you can't, I, we don't have time to make sure that, uh, you know, everybody gets justice. Well, then leave my shit alone. Go, <laughs> you know, yeah. don't do something that's going to take me the rest of my life to try to unscrew up because you got 10 minutes and you're going to screw it up. So, you know, with the homeless people, as long as they're, uh, you know, not in the middle of the city and making a real obstacle of it, you know, if you don't have a solution to help them, leave them the hell alone, you know, don't put them in prison and give them a felony to make it that much harder for them to ever not be homeless. You know, it's just, for me, that is um, just so close to uh, the concentration camps as I can think as far as just just disintegrate their bodies and get the ugliness out of here we don't want it it's just uh caring more about um about what do they call that optics than people and i I got no use for a government that thinks that way oh that's that's beautifully put i mean i I can't really even add much to that and actually the one of the points that you brought up there too about you know having solutions for any of this too is something that um 
uh, is noted in one of these articles. Uh, there is a quote from a gentleman that really, when, when you think about it, it's a perfect type of political statement that this person makes. And we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. But uh, as we switch back here, and I think we're joined back by Lisa, yes. Um, so it says, uh, the new law will add local public property to the existing felony penalties that are possible for camping on state property. As long as the place is not designated for camping, the felony is punishable by up to six years. Right. Right. Six so, years? so who's who? So who owns? You know what politicians own stock in the private prison system there that they're trying to fill up and uh, make a little extra money for six years. You know, and and then thousands of dollars. They didn't have room. They didn't have money for a hotel, but they're going to come up with thousands of dollars to pay to get out. And, uh, you know, after being, um, I, I just can't, for me, it's just, these aren't hardened criminals. You watch most things about prisons and, you know, people get divided by race. You know, if you're white, you have to become a white supremacist. If you're black, you have to become with this group. If you're, you know, Latino, because basically people have to try to survive, you know, and, and so that's how they divide people up. These, these people that are homeless, they don't come from that background. They didn't grow up in gangs. They didn't, um, you know, they, they didn't do all this crazy shit and aren't these tough guys. And, you know, so for me, they're just gonna, uh, you know, get destroyed in there and, and just be like punching bags for, you know, the bad guys. And it just seems like, Anything that happens to them, in my point, it, my point of view is just uh, blood on the hands of the state of Tennessee. And I, I would like to see um, I would like to see somebody that's there with their feet on the ground that um, that logs each one of these people. And as they're going in and takes a picture of them every year and posts it on the website and anything that happens to them uh, as they as they get uh, as they're stuck there for six years being a punching bag or a rape victim or whatever the case may be, um, the state of Tennessee is responsible for that, you know, and uh, that's personally my perspective that and that, and I would like to, uh, you know, take each person that voted for that stupid shit and make them be homeless for a month and see how the fuck they like that, you know? So um, (laughs) that'd be great. That's about where I'm at. You know, that's the (laughs) thing about this too. Like we lose, so much empathy for people in these solutions that were being offered. And that's a great point that you brought up. And the problem, the problem with this one too, that bothers me is, you know, it's been in in the press, it's done this, it's done that, but these people are going to fucking disappear. So it's not going to keep being on people's minds anymore. They're just going to be locked up, you know? And uh, so it's, it's, it's going to be long forgotten and these poor people are going to be stuck in there forever the judicial system sucks so much already as it is, you know, all you got to do is look crosswise at a judge. You get six more years and in a felony to boot. So it's like, yeah. you know, and there's no real super viable alternatives to helping people. It's like, you know, if you're going to pay a hundred dollars a day to keep somebody in prison, well, shit, you could get them a motel room for that, you know, and, you know, and I'm not saying that we should fund motels for everybody. I'm just saying if we're not willing to pay at least as much, if not three times more to help somebody grow out of that and improve their lives and to survive and to become, you know, contributors to society again, then 
that's just some horrific uh, Nazi bullshit, in my opinion. Yeah. You know, so that's just it's for me. It's it's just uh, it ain't for the people. It's it, it, it's uh, it's it's to help the kings and queens look better in their little castle and uh, the the powerful and the elite to uh, sweep the trash off the street. So it's it's repugnant yeah everything will look beautiful on the streets of nashville everything will look safe and secure but what you don't realize is that it was made that way through malice it was made that way through malice towards your fellow human being the way that they could just spray them off the streets like they're dog shit you know and just put the put them in a cage you know instead instead of providing them any type of help that they would need or food and shelter and warmth and clothing and all the stuff that, you know, I, I've read uh, uh, further in some of these articles that'll mention some of the church groups that have been fighting this too. So there are good people out right. there fighting against this, right. you know, like you, Jeff. But it's and- all faith-based just about, I mean, it's almost all faith-based. If, if you're going to spend government funds on keeping them in prison and keeping them down, spend some government funds on trying to help them. Don't leave everything just to the faith community. I mean, you know, that, that just, it, it seems like, uh, and faith-based things too, primarily, um, you know, can only handle so much yeah. and they don't, um, you know, I mean, they do what they can, but it's just, uh, it's not enough. And so that's where our, our focus should be. That's where our money should be going and is in helping them more. Even if for some reason you've decided you had to lock somebody up, you, you dang sure shouldn't do it by putting a felony on their record and making it to where they can never get a real job again. And, uh, you know, it just, it's, it's zero empathy at all. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's people that, that just see them as trash and, you know, and they're fucking going to throw them away, well, you know? And, and Lisa, what is the, what is the cost you suppose like to something like this, like to put somebody in prison for that long, like that, that has to be astronomical. But as, and I want to know where's the money going because right. this is what I what I often call the emperor wears no clothes. I mean, these people, the the, the legislators who even are uh, who put this bill together, you have to really. People need to ask themselves, now, why are they even trying to push this? What is the underlying agenda? And obviously, I mean, really, this is this this bill is the way that they're supposedly going to make uh, make their state look pristine as if they have no homeless. So instead, you're going to put them into, into exactly what you said, six like cages. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. I could have sworn just uh, a little while ago, people were very upset about that, supposedly. Oh, yeah. yeah well, you have AOC with the kids in cages type of thing that wasn't real at all, really, because uh, it, it was it was something that was uh, put in place by Obama and not Trump and all the other things. But, you know, just the idea of people being incarcerated uh, for being in a situation that really they may not be responsible for it all too. Like there are people that choose to be homeless. Uh, I've listened to several commentators mm-hmm. talk about that. Like uh, Tim pool is, is quite well known and he's done work in the past with homeless and he's made the comment on several occasions that, you know, there are just some people where the, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly offer them shelter. Like they just, that's right. not the way that they choose to live. 
Um, but who are we to tell them how they are to live? Like, and are we to force them into a certain way of living? You know, like mm-hmm. are we, are we just constantly tell them like, no, sir, you can't pause. Like if you've been walking along in your travels to whatever place that you, that you want to go to whatever destination, right. And you have, you should have the freedom of movement in this country and you just so happen right. to get tired and you want to lay down on a park bench that we, we as mm-hmm. a society, we think that the solution to that is, oh, no, we, we shouldn't have a place for this guy to go and sleep possibly or, or even offer that to him. No, mm-hmm. we should just throw him in a jail cell and forget about him for right. six years for six and years. charge the taxpayer <laughs> for it, too, you know, and charge right. us for it as a society. So but let's let's jump right. back into the article here because it'll reveal more to the audience as we go along. Um, it says the penalties for camping on state property were increased from a misdemeanor to a class E felony in 2020. When re- mm-hmm. this is to make note, everybody of the Uniparty here that's not serving you, mm-hmm. Republican right. lawmakers were responding to overnight protests on Capitol grounds calling for racial mm-hmm. justice reform. So, yes, this could even be used to target protests. That could be you and me. We could be protesting anything. What if they want to force us to do something that we don't want to do? And we protest it like it's been happening in several other countries. Uh, It's happening in uh, the Netherlands right now. We're seeing these Dutch farmers out protesting. Well, geez, couldn't the government just say, hey, all of your tractors and stuff that you brought here, this is public land and there's no camping signs put up here. So you can't possibly park them and stay here. So now you can't right. protest and we'll just continue ignoring you instead of uh, you know being uh, susceptible to what the after effects of the protests are, the optics, as Jeff so brilliantly brought up, mm-hmm. uh, because that's what protesting really does. It doesn't really change anything or put laws into place, right? Uh, but by people right. seeing the protests, by people feeling what the protests are about and it getting news coverage, you know, or not so right. much. Um, <laughs> and that's supposed to be foundational to our whole, you know, government yes. is the fact that we've got a right to protest and to uh, bring things and say, this shit, ain't, it ain't right, you know. And um, I don't, you know, especially when you're paying the people that are, you know, sitting in those nice offices that the, the public paid for and and everything else you know besides paying the employees just the fact that well shit they don't want to hear anything from you you know yes. and we're gonna outlaw it oh, <laughs> you know that's just we are just as homeless we are just as helpless if we don't have yeah. a way to air our grievances to our government that was awesome right. that you brought that up jeff and Lisa, I'm sure you agree with that wholeheartedly too. Like uh, where we're at right now in a place like to be able to air our grievances to our government or to fight our government's decisions in the court systems um, is disgusting. So, I mean, we really don't, I mean, if we lose this ability to protest, if we lose this ability to uh, gather as a community, to organize and to and to assemble, like we're supposed to have a right to assembly, right? Isn't that somewhere right. in the Constitution too? Right. Like uh, it just seems yeah. like they just steamroll right over all of these rights in in uh, sort of a way to posture to the public, like they're getting rid of a certain problem, whatever it might be. In this case, right. it's homelessness, but they do this with all sorts of things in order to steamroll yeah. right over our rights. And just to wrap up the article, it says. Um, it says the law will also create a classy misdemeanor publish pun I'm sorry, punishable by a fifty dollar fine. Now I don't know about you folks, but if you're homeless, fifty dollars <laughs> fifty dollars is a hell of right. a lot of money. 
I know some people right. panhandle. Some people don't, though. Some people can't panhandle. It's illegal to right. panhandle in a lot of places, too. So if you don't yeah. even have the ability to gain money, well, what else could happen? Well, we'll talk about that. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, which could be waived. And community service, it says, for camping along highways, including under bridges or overpasses or within an underpass. So that means that, mm-hmm. yes, you could rather pay the government a fine for ex- simply existing as a homeless person. Or the alternative is, is that you become their community free. service slave. Right. They get free labor off yeah. of you. And how long could that let, how long could you perpetuate that too? Like how long could that right. vicious cycle last where, oh, you can't pay the fine. Here's more community service. Oh, you can't pay the fine. Right. Here's more community service. And then what kind of people, like these people might not yeah. be fit to live in regular society. A lot of them may have mental issues, drug abuse issues. And mm-hmm. what, what, what do we want? We want those people on a chain gang on the side of the highway, picking up our trash. Right. That's the humane way to deal with that issue. Get the fuck mm-hmm. out of here. Like that's mm-hmm. the, that's yeah. the, that's the solution that I would, I would vote for. Like people of Tennessee, yeah. you have to ask yourselves, have you voted for these, these Republicans here? Are they representing you? Are they representing your values and what you want in your society? Or did you just pull the lever and just switch off and just say, oh, I did, I did my part. You know, I, I did my thing. Like uh, you got to follow up with these people in all local levels. Like this is at a state right. level now, but this could be everywhere in a few months. Like this is, this sets the precedent for other states. Right. And if you're surrounded, you know, this is the model. Yes, absolutely. This is the model. <laughs> and we've seen it. We've seen them do this where they, where they sort of, you know, they, they do the rollout here and then it's coming to your state soon. And it doesn't have to be right. from a George Soros DA or anything like that. It could be from the freaking Republican Party. How dare they? Right. Yep. I, I considered myself, you know, a conservative Republican right. until I went to a courtroom where a conservative Republican didn't even look at me as a human being. And um, and in my opinion, their view of a conservative Republican still believed that women can't vote and belong home barefoot and pregnant and that black people should be slaves. I call it plantation law because it's like a master servant relationship instead of a, Hey asshole, don't you work for me? You know? um, (laughs) Yeah. I I thought, you know, if we're paying judges, shouldn't, you know, they say that um, ignorance is no excuse for breaking the law. Well, Shouldn't it be the same for being protected by the fucking law? I mean, just because I can't cite all the reasons that I'm a human being and you shouldn't do this horrible shit you're doing, um, shouldn't you, since I pay you, use those same laws to help me? (laughs) You know, why do I have to spend years trying to learn the law to, you know, get the most basic little tiny bit of you know humane consideration it's just well, uh, lisa you could know, you imagine if we had something uh in this country <laughs> that could put people that have put these laws in place um in in a position of responsibility for the effects of those laws like w- what if they were liable like jeff just brilliantly brought right. up like what if it flipped around because it's all the liability is always on us the citizen right we the people are the are the people that are always liable for the assholes that we put in into public office and the shit that they do well what if it was reversed 
What if they sign when they signed up? Oh, you're going to be a represent a House representative, say in this in the state of Tennessee, or you're going to be a state senator or something. What if you had to sign a document that said that you're fucking liable for every every shitty bill that you put forward and whatever it costs right. the public ultimately? You know, if it put them in jail, if it costs them, you know, their their livelihoods, if it costs them their jobs and everything else like that. Um, Lisa, wouldn't that wouldn't that be awesome to do? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we still have Lisa there. I don't know, but it seems like she'd be screaming if we yeah, did. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll allow her to reconnect and we'll finish out this article then. Um, it's, but I, I just want to mention yeah, one thing, ahead. though. Like Off you said about, the per, the, 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 about, about some people. Just, can you hear me? I can hear you now, Lisa. Yeah, we'll get your thoughts in a second. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, but about the person that wants to be homeless. You know, there are people like that, but I, I want to say that in my. I don't believe that's the majority of them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's, um, you know, I think a lot of those people went through some horrific hardships and, and, and honestly for me, um, you know, how it hits home is if I chose to go that route, it would be because I don't want to be a burden on somebody else that I love. You know, a lot of those people have families, you know, that have people that live in another state that would maybe help take care of them, but they don't want to be that burden on somebody else. And they just, they just want to try to survive the best they can until they can't anymore, you know? And, and so to just take that whole sector of society and say, fuck you, you know, it just seems like, uh, atrocious to me it is it is and and lisa since we have you back on um just to reiterate the 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 question again um what if we could make all of the assholes in congress and this you know and places like that and in our states and even in our localities what if we can remove the immunity that they seem to have Mm -hmm. don't they have this sort of strange immunity that they could just put forward a bill that could just wreck the entire economy you know they can they could they could trade off our oil reserves if they want right (laughs) they could do anything it seems like once they're in power they could just do anything they want to make our lives terrible and miserable and none of the repercussions ever ever seem to go back on them would it be awesome to like remove that immunity if if it even exists in paper for them and then go after these people? Wouldn't it be awesome? Mm-hmm. But how could we do that though? Like, could you know? Do do did we lose her? Uh, again? We may have lost her again. Yeah, we might not have the best connection. <laughs> um, uh, we'll, we'll just yeah. yeah. We'll, <laughs> I mean, that's. I would like. Yeah, I mean. Did you lose me again? Lost you again? Really? Yeah. I'm listening. I, I, I am listening, and I'm. I'm like, what? They can't hear me. This is. I'm like. I'm, since we have you I'm on right now, Lisa, I'm going to give you the floor for a second. Tell everybody how you would feel if you had the ability to pursue people for the damage that they have done to society through law. <laughs> You know, sex, that is the way it's supposed to be. Ah. Correct? Well, yeah, I, I okay. would suppose so, yeah. Because you put somebody in charge I, of something I, and they fuck it up, you hold them accountable. That's that's usually the way well, business works. <laughs> did, they, did they not take an oath? There's supposedly an oath that, that they're abiding by. And there lies the problem is that immunity. And that is what needs needs to happen to, we need to get rid of that, okay? You want to solve a lot of the problems? That is the main thing right there. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's, I'm glad. And, and their friends being the ones that judge them. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah. The, the old <laughs> boys and girls network as it is now the club, right. as we uh, called it on the special that we'll be releasing here soon. But uh, uh, Lisa, I'm going to finish out the rest of this article and then uh, I'll switch back to the panel maybe for a second, but it says uh, here, when the bill moved through the legislature, uh, Republicans, uh, Senator Paul Bailey acknowledged that lots of churches had testified against the bill. Well, thanks for listening to them, Paul Bailey. Um, in quotes, it mm-hmm. says, I don't have the answer for this is what I was getting at when, when you <laughs> were talking about people and political statements that they make. It, just hang on to your seats, folks. This, this is one hell of a political statement. Bailey says, I don't have the answer for homelessness. Those that oppose this legislation, they don't have all the answers for homelessness. Those that support this legislation, they don't have all of the answers for homelessness. That was the quote. I'm going to go back to the panel for that one because, I mean, isn't that? (laughs) Yeah, let me jump in there. Let me jump in there. I don't see. uh, I'm sorry. I think I reviewed the bill. Correct me if I'm wrong. Was there a word homelessness in that freaking bill? Because I didn't see it. Well, we can pull up the bill. I actually have um, a breakdown of it here um, that I can pull up. I think maybe this will uh, is this is it Would this maybe give us that or is there something else that maybe I should pull up that? I don't know. Pata- Lisa I, sent me this. I yeah, I'm a- asking Lisa there. Okay. Yeah, Lisa, can you see this up on the screen? Or do we lose her again? No, I don't. No, I can't see it up on the screen. No, I cannot. You see can't it. see it. <laughs> but if it, I can't see. She's it. on real limited access. Real limited access today. Okay. Okay, I'm blind, but I'm not mute. All, all right? right, so we're going with that. But, I can zoom. I can um, zoom in a little bit. Um, but. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, there okay, we go. Says, that okay. That is the uh, bill history. Okay, of everything that's happened. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's the actual bill. It says here uh, the state knowing that the area on which the camping occurs is not specifically yes. designated for use as a camping area to apply the offense of unauthorized camping to all public property. And this amends the TCA okay. title and then a bunch of citations and stuff like that in chapters. I won't read through that stuff ever again. John, John Henry's <laughs> eyes like started crossing and he started drooling whenever I was just reading off random citations and numbers the other night. So we're going to try and stay away from that. But it is confusing like when people see that kind of stuff, though. That was kind of the point I was getting at. But yeah, it, it doesn't say anything in here um, in this summary that you sent me. It doesn't say or mention anything about homelessness. It refers to it as camping. Like like people are just going okay, out into the woods that, and like learning how to build bonfires and stuff right. like that. You know, like that's not what this is about, right? Right. Think about that. Can you yeah, hear me? I can hear you. Okay, good. Okay. Well, all right. So just think about that. The use of the word camping. I mean, no, how did they come up? With deciding to use that particular word, can you get anything more, more uh, vague and, and broad sweeping? And um, I don't know. I see that that's where it shows that how this law can be abused. I mean, that's a pathetic word to use. Who's whose ass wipe idea was that? Yeah, just yeah. saying. And like you said, what constitutes? And I'll flip off of this real quick. I'll, um, we may, might be able to come back saw, to that, but uh, what constitutes camping? That's what I want to know. You know, like right. the, saw, am I carrying a coffee? Am I, I sitting down? Is that camping? 
Yeah. I saw on YouTube uh, one of those First Amendment audits, and uh, and they they were the police had approached someone because they were parked in their vehicle uh, on the side of the road, and the officer said, "It looks like you're camping." <laughs> You know, sitting still in a vehicle, you know, and uh, it's like, well, if you're about to, you know, if, if you've worked so many hours and you're exhausted and you're driving home and it's dangerous to other people, I, I want you to pull over on the side of the road and take a freaking nap, please. You know, it's, yeah. uh, but that's well, a real broad term. Yeah, it is. <laughs> what about RVs? What about people? Do you know people actually, um, you know, live full time in RVs? Yeah. Now, and vans too. That that's that's becoming be a, a big thing. YouTube's actually been pushing that too. Speaking of them, speaking of those devils. <laughs> one more thing that I want to know. Now this this is public property. All right. Now, oh, geez, yeah. think about it. Yeah. Me? No. No. I'm I'm, yep. I'm agreeing with okay. you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Go sorry. I got yeah. I got some. Uh, okay. So public property. Now. You're saying you can't do this. This is public property. Okay. Can we get to the definition of what public property is? Am I not the public? Really? Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like you're saying it's private property for for, <laughs> for the emperor. I can't step on the grass that I paid for. <laughs> is that what you're telling right. me? Like, and then you get to put up signs everywhere to tell me not to step on the grass. Like, I don't mean to get all Woody Guthrie on people here, but it's, this land is your land. This land is my land type of stuff. Like, I... I, I believe that somewhat, right? That we all share an earth together. Like we're, we're allowed mm -hmm. to put up our little borders. Like I obviously don't want people trespassing on my property. And I, I don't, I don't mm -hmm. necessarily want a collection of homeless people pooping on my doorstep either. Like I live in San Francisco. Like right. so, I kind of recommended that for the, you know, some of the judges and politicians that voted for that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That'd anyway. be great. I mean, what the Dutch farmers are doing right now with uh, dropping off large piles of manure uh, in front of these people's houses and uh, the houses of Congress and stuff over there. They actually had a poo cannon that they were flinging poo with. Oh, yeah. This is like Monty Python come to life yeah. here instead of cows. I poop, but, that, but I would love that. I mean, yeah. But that's the thing. Like, yeah, see, but, but, they don't want the Canada thing, right? The truckers convoy is that is that what they're afraid well, of? I believe so. <laughs> like I, I mean, if you look at what constitutes as camping here on public grounds, like imagine getting a, a collection of people together for whatever cause. It could be any cause, and I don't. Right. And the, the, this goes out to all people on all sides today. Like the new prisoners, yeah, we have our biases, of course, but you know when it comes down to this, this can target anybody. And that's why I, I, I really appreciate Jeff, you know, making me aware of this issue and hopefully making plenty of other people aware about it. And anyone out in Tennessee or anybody in, 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 that has any sort of power in Tennessee, I would hope that they become aware of this and, and, and say right. something and do something about it. Um, because the place that we could be in in just a few months is that when you go to gather up your group or whatever, however you can do that these days, because you know that Facebook and Instagram are going to ban you. Twitter is going to uh, mm -hmm. shadow ban you and ban you too. Um, but if you even have the ability somehow to gather a group of people together to do anything um, politically in this country, that they can just stamp down upon you with the full boot and weight of the government and you know, the teeth of the state, if you will, can come after you just for camping on public lands. And they get to subjectively right. decide thing. what that is, right? Right. And, but in, and see, it shows how much, though, they are planning on using it for uh, ill purposes. Yes. Because look at the trying to who who are they trying to scare? Look, a penalty of six years for mm -hmm. quote unquote camping. 
right? Yeah. You know, yeah, they're, they're, they're silencing, well, they aim, aiming to silence we, the people, okay? This is not about homelessness, that this is, this is, uh, see, this is, this is just, I hate bullshit, just saying. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's why you're a contributor here. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's one of the prerequisites you have to hate bullshit so now speaking of bullshit to hate let's 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 talk about this too um this next article here from the tennessean it says after a debate citing hitler we'll get to that in a second it's weird um <laughs> bill penalizing homelessness passes the tennessee legislature so yes um it, it says yes they they did push it through this is from april 18th so uh uh it says editors note though before we begin this story has been updated to include how the bill also also makes it a felony to camp on all public property unless otherwise specified. Wow. A bill a bill that doesn't even use the flipping word homelessness. Okay? Oh, this is all about homelessness, but you don't even use that word, do you? No. Pathetic. Yeah. It, yeah. it says here in the article, Tennessee Republican lawmakers passed legislation Monday to make camping on public property a crime. Which critics say, which critics say, effectively criminalizes homelessness. Well, how does it not? Well, they don't go into that. Um, under HB 978, if a person camps on the shoulder, right of way, bridge, overpass, or underpass of a state or interstate highway, they could face a misdemeanor offense and a $50 fine or community service requirement. Now, first off, I would ask, well, where the hell else do they go? Uh, they do, they do right. kind of get to that in this article, but that, that's just the thing. Like, if you're not in those places, like, say, if you're from around where I'm from, if you're not near one of those places, you're probably on somebody else's private property. And like I said before, I don't really, as a private property owner, would want a whole bunch of people camping out on my private property. But if they're not going to be able to be on public property, um, I'm not really great at math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweep them out into the ocean. Yeah, right? It's like, where does it go? <laughs> so I got to think that nobody really sleeps under uh overpass because that's their preference. You know, oh, uh, that too. Yeah. I think that's probably a move of desperation. So, um, you know, that's, but, but now, you know, it, if I ever end up homeless, I'm going to try the overpass versus the park because then I'm a freaking felon for six years, you know, at least with $50 and a misdemeanor, I might survive, but, yeah. uh, that's just insane. I, I personally, as a citizen, would rather they sleep in the park where you can't see them than uh, in the middle of the damn road or under the overpass. Well, they have you know, facilities so. in those parks too, Jeff. I mean, I'll switch back to the panel yeah. for a second because yeah, this is another topic here that um, I want to put forth. Um, what I mentioned before about San Francisco and possibly my own private property and those examples of people going to the bathroom. Um, if they're if they're living. <laughs> like under an overpass or something like that, right? They're probably not living in the most clean conditions. Um, right. Some of the parks, you know, I'm sure in Tennessee, because you have, I mean, I've been to Tennessee before. It is a beautiful state. Um, you have amazing parks there. Um, those mm -hmm. parks have facilities paid for by mm -hmm. every single citizen, right? right. Even including right. these homeless people before they became not, homeless. Not they probably worked right. all their lives to help build this shit, and now they can't even take a shit in the place that right. they helped build. 
they're still paying for it though because see Tennessee doesn't have an income tax. Ah. They tax everything off a of sales tax. So even if you're not a citizen, even if you don't have an address, even if you're an illegal, anything you buy is like a 10% tax, even like groceries. So it, even the even the even if they're some alcoholic uh, even if they're buying damn beer, they're paying taxes. Uh, just like everybody else. So the drunk on the sidewalk that you gave a couple quarters to or whatever was in your right. pocket, right? The the beer that he ended up buying with that money, if he's you know in that yeah. kind of position, then that means that uh, that money that he's spending is actually going it's to been- his own oppression by the state. Right. Paying the assholes that are making this shit up that, that, that put them in prison. <laughs> what a perfect, what a perfect example of showing free ain't free. Yeah, right. there is no such thing as a a free lunch there, um, as as the cliche goes, um, or the famous quote, I should say. Um, now it says the bill also makes it a felony to camp on all public property unless otherwise specified. Current law makes it a felony to camp on all state property. So it's already a, a problem if you're camping on state property, but they've just expanded it now to all public property. And uh, of course, it says here, Tennessee House Republicans on Monday advanced the legislation. This is their this is their shit. This is their idea. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And which yeah. cleared the Senate last week after a lengthy debate. The legislation will now go to Governor Bill Lee's desk. Now, senators, uh, or, I'm sorry, sponsors, Senator Paul Bailey, who we heard from last article, um, who's a Republican from Sparta. <laughs> and I think that the role should be, re- this is Sparta. Remember when he kicks the guy into the hole? Man, that role should be reversed for old, old Bill, Paul Bailey here. Maybe he should be kicked into the hole. And Republican Ryan Williams uh, from Cookville have defended the bill as a tool. Yeah. <laughs> They're a tool. They're a fucking tool. <laughs> Thank you, Jeff. I'm glad you said it. Uh, as a tool that local law enforcement could use to address homelessness. Yeah. Now, apparently, that's going to be on locals to decide whether or not they want to enforce this or not, too, which is another crazy thing. You know, so in certain areas, yeah, they can come down with an iron fist, and other areas are going to be like, no, you're cool. I, I still don't even get that whenever it comes to state law and how that could I- even work. I think they're just going to, in some places, uh, act like, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to do that cruel ass shit and wait until people forget about it some more. And then they're going to do that cruel ass shit, you know, and, uh, they never had to change policy. They just, uh, they just didn't quite stick to their, their campaign, uh, claims or whatever. And let, not like we've ever seen that happen before with the president or anybody else. But. Oh yeah. Creeping incrementalism. You, you bring that up so, so perfectly because like, that's how a lot of this stuff works. Like they put forward these ideas and these laws. And then after the laws pass, we slowly see them inching mm-hmm. forward and then they stop. And then we turn our back mm-hmm. again and they inch forward and then we stop. It's like Boo from the uh, Super Mario series. Like every time you turn your back, they're going to encroach on you. Every time you look and turn around, they're going to stop. And so it seems like they're not encroaching. It seems like they're not even coming towards you or moving. But every time you turn your mm-hmm. back again, bam, there they are moving. <laughs> you know, it's just it's right. just we slowly watch this happen every t- every single time. So people that argue that, oh, the slippery slope is a fallacy, um, I'd say it, it can be. But, you know, when mm-hmm. it comes to government, 
that slippery slope, man, they're waxing that slope down. <laughs> right, right. And they, and they and they already got plans for where it's gonna, you know, oh, where it's gonna yes. take you. They just if they can't if they showed everybody the plans up front, you know, we'd be we'd be up with pitchforks, you know. But uh, just little by little, you know, it just seems a little bit more reasonable. Yep. And, for the uh, uninitiated, and, and that's that, the Hegelian dialectic, yeah. folks. When they already have a, a position they want to be in in the end, and they just have to figure out how to get to it. All they have to do is mm-hmm. foment the reaction from you. You know, they they, they present yeah. a problem and they say, oh, boy, we, we have a big old heckin problem here. We're going to do something about mm-hmm. it. We're going to save you, Tennesseans. We're going to protect you from mm-hmm. these homeless people. And everybody goes, oh, yay, the Republicans are doing their <laughs> job. Look, I'm so glad I went and voted this time around. And then, and then they right. give us this shit. Uh, <laughs> and, and this was, you know, I, like I said, I, I can certainly. I used to all for year most of my life considered myself a conservative Republican until I found out what their interpretation of that was. But this is something for me that's bipartisan. I, I think every single asshole that voted for this should be listed on a website and next time voted the fuck out of yes. office because they obviously don't give a shit about the people. I don't care what party yep, they're they in. They should be called to the carpet. And uh if they yeah. were if they were a part of this and if they're unrepentant, especially Gone. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. Yep. I am down with that. Yep. Uh, Lisa, anything to add to that before we jump back into the article? <laughs> you just made that was so cute. So <laughs> unrepented. Are they ever? Oh yes. I mean that's a thing. Well, I mean that's a thing. If they're called to the public, right? Like if they're if they're mm-hmm. ever brought in front of the public, there are some that would be like, "Listen, we made a mistake." Mm-hmm. This wasn't a big thing because like legislation like this, it can be rolled back, right? Like it's what it's not like once it's set in stone that it's there forever. However, what that requires is like Jeff uh, has brought up is that people actually have to pay attention to it and want something to change for that to happen. And if we if we just allow it to happen and ignore it, the problem is just going to keep festering and getting worse. But then it also becomes more institutionalized. It, it actually branches out. It's like an alien cybernite that just it comes into your body and it may attach to your skin at first and you might have a shot. But once it's inside of your body, latching to your internal organs and sucking the life out of you, it's pretty much over. So we just have to prevent it from ever getting to that point. So it's that's why it's people important. will never see it. People will never see it anymore. Yeah. I mean, after I mean, people are offended right now because they're making the law and they're seeing that they're making the law. But afterwards, they'll just notice, they won't notice anything, you know. I, I never saw the homeless people, you know, at the camps, you know. Yeah, so we'll be talking about something, other crazy topic that's here's happening. Here's the problem, yeah. though. What's that, Lisa? Here's the problem. People own, people worry about when it affects them. If they perceive right. that they, that it doesn't affect them at the time, they're just like, you know, going along the merry way, not giving a hoot. That And that's the challenge, getting people to really care, even if you think it doesn't affect you at this particular time, that there's a moral compass that needs to happen now, not when you're, when your butt's in the frying pan. Well, and I think that that's a, that's a theme here that we have on these shows, uh, Lisa, is that we want to provoke people to think further, you know, down the line, to think in layers, to think in stages, you know, intelligent people often, you know, if you put them down on a chessboard, they, they can judge what's going to happen the next couple moves ahead. You know, people that are really good at strategy or anything or planning, they can sort of see in the future, like if people in business that are brilliant, you know, they can see where the trends are going 
And I think so often people are caught up in the average, like day to day, you know, in, in the fog of, of war, you know, of their personal lives and their personal struggles right. that just, you know, you don't, you don't really think like, oh man, I heard that bill. I was listening to the radio or flipping through, uh, you know, uh, articles on my phone and saw something about this homelessness bill and they see it and they go, well, that sounds like bullshit. But then they, they mm-hmm. keep, they keep scrolling, you know, they go make dinner, they go to bed, they wake up the next morning and they go to work and then all that's sort of out of their head. And they, they're not seeing where this could lead, you know, three, four, five years from now, if not three, four, five months from now, the way some of this stuff can slide, you know, rather quickly. Um, Plus they kept the word homeless out of that because that would just look too fucking inhumane. You know, I mean, to look at a bill that just targets homeless people, let's talk about camping, you know, (laughs) I mean, it's just, yeah. How do they even attribute if, if depending on the, you're very right there, Jeff, the articles that we've pulled, um, do make mention of homelessness and homeless in every single the one articles, of them. articles, but the legislation. Yes, yes. So it, now imagine if those people aren't seeing the same media that we're seeing, though. And that often happens in this world where people are sort of corralled into these ideological pens, you know, and like you mentioned, conservative Republicans, they're just as fucking guilty of this as anybody, right? Mm-hmm. We're just like, if you're in a certain ide- ideological pen, and this is the, the, the uh, uh, I'd say, informational food that you've been had put in your trough for you and you're feeding upon that and you don't see anything about this affecting homeless people at all and you just see it strictly as camping people and like why would camping people be on public grounds that's stupid yeah sure kick them off you know like people just don't they don't have that understanding then because the context has been removed you know the the real meaning wait 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 till they find out it it's really all about protesting well that too Um, yeah Notice, notice also, define, let's define time period as to what makes it camping. Um, Yeah, if I stop for 20 minutes, is it camping? Does it have to be overnight? Yeah, if I I take a half hour cat nap, is that camping? Or, you know, if if I'm there for an hour sitting on a blanket, you know, waiting for, you know, my my company to arrive, let's say I have a date and I I lay down a blanket (laughs) and I'm waiting there for an hour. Or something like that, because somebody got stuck in traffic. Maybe I'm getting stood up. Who knows? <laughs> you know, but you know, <laughs> if the cop comes by and I've been sitting there for an hour. Is that camping? Like it's total discretionary. Yeah, it gives them more power to you know. The person that brought brought part of this to my attention that is real involved with uh, politics there, um, and I I'm I'm totally not the person for exactly uh, any le- what how to cite anything, but. Uh, he said that at first um, they they made this law for uh, for against the homeless people and they were doing all these protests and so then they um, you know changed or strictified it to where the protests wouldn't take place anymore at the Capitol and shit like that because uh, you know so basically they shut that down too so in the future you know what we can't protest anything now you know and uh, as you well know. The First Amendment, they're after harder right now than the Second Amendment. And if we can't fucking protest and if we print anything in the fucking paper, people are going to get fired because of the political consequences. So nobody can speak out. Well, we're pretty fucked, you know. I yeah. mean, we, we've gone to being gagged and robbed, you know, to uh, a <laughs> shot in the head. Well, yeah, you, know? you brought it up too. Like the, the first comes before the second for a reason, because when you right. lose that first, then the second pretty much there is to back it up. And when all you have left is the ability of just, um, 
you know, carrying for some sort of violence or, you know, right. some, some form of defense there, maybe uh, I would say then um, that, that it's that situation itself, as you brilliantly put Jeff was it, you're fucked. You know, you, you don't have the mm-hmm. ability to air your grievances to the government. And then the only thing you have left is to, to is to actually fight back or defend yourself against it. Right. That's the only thing you have left. Uh, you're not in a very great position, especially with this government right. as evil as they can be when it comes to e- exterminating and, and removing people from the earth. <laughs> yeah, we haven't we haven't yeah. seen very good, you know, like their, their track record for upholding human rights overseas where we've sent them to right. do whomever's bidding. You know, definitely not ours as a, as, as a public, I don't think for it, the past several decades. Right. Like, I don't think there's been a war where people are just like, yeah. Go go over there and murder a bunch of people for us, please. You know we're we're cool with it. Mm-hmm. You know maybe maybe right mm-hmm. after nine eleven where people were still in that fog. You know and they were like, oh yeah, we're going into Afghanistan to get the bad guys. But then I think people on both sides after a couple of years, and I would hope so by now, would have figured out that mm-hmm. yeah, that wasn't a great idea. You know, but what but, but yeah. what were they doing over there too? Were they were they really going to war against something or were they testing things? Were they sort of mm-hmm. was that the, was that the test market? You know, for all the different security plans that they would have to bring back home to us, you know, who are the terrorists right. now? <laughs> right. What I what I what I got uh, what in my situation um, legally down in Tennessee and everything. Um, uh, one of my first arguments is was you know looking at uh, you know I d- was doing research and I discovered the Universal Declaration of Human Rights mm-hmm. and I'm like. Article 25 of the Universal Declaration of Human Rights, if that one fucking thing applied in Tennessee, I would never have been fucked, you yeah. know, and it's like, the, and then I see people for talking for the State Department or whatever, and they're trying to convince the fucking terrorists of Afghanistan to adopt shit that, that our government won't adopt, you know, and it's <laughs> yeah. like, how fucking ironic is that, you know, I mean... It's just ridiculous. I mean, you, you know, do what I say, not what I do. You well, know? that's that's definitely the case. And then uh, let, let's let's jump back into the article here. Um, it says the legislation adds the public property provision to the Equal Access to Property Act of 2012. That that's infuriating that they call it the Equal Access to Property Act. Yeah, yeah. How is you that can equal? Stay the fuck off of it. You can equally. St- that's what I learned about there about the, about the top of the food chain for disability rights in Tennessee too. Is uh, you know they'll tell you talk to this person. You need to talk. I got to the top of the fucking chain and I realized his job is not to help anybody with a disability. His job is to make sure that everybody is equally discriminated against, so they don't get fucking sued for helping somebody and not helping everybody else. You know, <laughs> it's easier. And yeah, it's just it's absurd. You know, and 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 they took and they changed because I pointed out with one of the courts how how this ADA advocate, you know, um, I had on a recorded conversation where that she said, you know, only thing we do is bring a wheelchair out to the curb if you have a problem getting in. Other than that, we got no ADA stuff whatsoever and the, which is against their own laws and the, the, the federal laws and everything else. And um, so now they've taken her out of that position because I've made that, uh, I, I released that recording to them still haven't helped me in any way, but they'll change. They'll, they'll try to change so where they don't get sued as bad later, but now they call it 
they, they appointed somebody else and it said uh, a ADA risk management or risk, you know, and, and so I think that's a lot more fucking honest than, you know, somebody that's a ADA advocate or helper or some kind of shit like that, you know, but it's, it's, it's purely to make sure in my experience, it's purely to make sure they don't give to help anybody more than somebody else, whether they need more help or not, while somebody else is trying to trample the life out of them, you know. So it, it's it's just to make sure they equally discriminate against everybody. Well, and Lisa, with your experience with uh, the system, quote unquote, here that Jeff has brought up as well, um, it, when you when you engage with people sort of at the top. It, it, is it is it the utility aspect uh, the the reason why they make the decisions that they make you think like are they doing this because it's simpler or easier and they're lazy or, or are there other ulterior motives you know that they that you've brought up before uh that these people utilize there um you know that that's kind of it's hard for me to say i would but. well i would say it's not mutually exclusive um yeah. <laughs> You can be stupid and evil at the same yeah, time. Okay, <laughs> that's that is that's a very good way to put it. Yeah, because <laughs> it's hard it's hard to gauge like somebody's motivations when they just allow something stupid like that to happen. Like what Jeff is talking about. Like you have somebody in power and you expect them to be accountable, but they're like, well. I could do the right thing, but that's going to require a lot of work and effort. Right. And then I'm going to get heat from this group because it's going to seem like I favored this group because I did the right thing. So I'm just not going to do the right thing and I'm just going to let everybody be fucked. But you know, right. the person I was talking to had empathy. This was like the guy I liked the most out of everybody I dealt with. He had complete empathy for the situation I was in. He admitted on tape that once you get in the civil court system, people just don't realize until they're in that meat grinder that they could lose everything in their life in five minutes. And, you know, and unfortunately, they don't get people. Society doesn't give a shit or even think about that or even realize that risk is there until they're there. And then it's too late. And he even admitted that. And what, what, I, what I hated, the thing that I hated about him, I really liked the guy because he was no bullshit down to earth and didn't try to pull my leg, you know. But the thing that I hated about him is his rationalization for everything is, well, that's really gray because he would look at what all the states around us are doing. And I'm like, you know, we're in the Bible Belt even though I say fuck a lot. And, okay. uh, <laughs> and even though, you know, and, and we have the constitution of the United States, you should not be looking at the assholes to your left and your right to see whether or not it's gray, what we can get away with. You should be looking at the constitution and the Bible and saying, what should we be doing? You oh. know, and uh, not be afraid to lead the fucking pact, you know? Amen to that. So <laughs> I could agree I just, more. I, the whole gray thing. I, I gave him, a, we, I had words with him about that, but I, I mean, I, I don't get nothing's great to me in the first place, but I, I don't give a shit what somebody else is getting away with. What should we be doing? You know, well, so. and that's that's what we try and do here is that we, we try and remove that gray and provide uh, some context and shape and color to uh, what people are looking at. So um, let, let's move on. It says the 2012 law also gave local governments the ability to impound and dispose of. So imagine this, like you have very yeah. little to your life whatsoever. Right. And people can just roll in, take all of it, and just destroy it because you run public property that's not designated for camping. So even like your last lifeline on earth of having your shelter, pillow. 
Yeah, fucking yeah they'll take your pillow away from you. <laughs> yeah, they'll make you sleep on a rock instead. But the rock belongs to the public, so you can't lay your head on the rock. You know, it's just, oh, man. <laughs> It is. Does anything belong to God anymore or the people? Oh, or, well, that's, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm I mean, glad you said that, man. I'm really glad because like, that's, that's the connection that um, really leads to a lot of the other conversations that we've, that, that we've been having on this show. It's just like, what, what does belong to us as a people and everything and, and what, and our relationship to God too. And, and, and this earth, like what, what the hell are we doing with some of these things? You know? Um, right. But it says uh, here in quotes, this would be up to local authorities and this is what I was talking about before, whether they want to enforce this law. Now, Bailey said that during his Senate session. It said, in quotes, this is not mandatory. Well, then why put it in, why put it in there? <laughs> you know, why, why make right. it a law? Why even go through the trouble? Right. Don't you have other problems that you could be solving right now, mm-hmm. quote unquote? Uh, but uh, that just gives them the ability to do so, he says. Now, Representative Antonio Parkinson, uh, who's a Democrat from Memphis, that he experienced homelessness multiple times as a child. And that's another thing too. Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about homeless people, like I think that you, we've been talking about homeless people as in the um, detached. Well, sense. and also in the adult sense, I'll flip back to the panel for this too. Cause uh, okay. I definitely wanted to spend some time on this. Um, the, the people that think that homeless people have somehow like they're an alcoholic or a drug addict. That's true. You know, that mm-hmm. they have mental issues. That could be true, true. Um, that that yeah. they ch- rather chose their place or chose their life in some sort of way or made a mistake, you know, to get there. Maybe they didn't do, do good at, mm-hmm. enough at their job, so they wound up there. You know, that that's kind of, you, you get threatened from that by your parents and teachers when you're growing up. Oh, you don't pay attention to math class. You're going to end up homeless like, the, like that guy. You're going to end up being yeah. a bum. Well, what about the fucking kids? What mm-hmm. did they do? Yeah. What the hell did they do to deserve that? That they would have their their yep. pillow and their tent taken away. Mm-hmm. How evil right. is that? They didn't voluntarily yeah. put themselves there. And what are they struggling with? They're living on the mm-hmm. street, barely surviving. You know, and and we would we would take that from them. So I mean, that's so yeah. Put put dad in prison. Now they don't have him either. Now where do they go? Oh, you true. Know? Yeah, um, all these people up in arms over because <laughs> we were talking about before with AOC and the kids in cages thing. People were people were mm-hmm. freaking out. All over the country and people on both sides of the aisle, too, about parents being separated from their kids if they had committed a crime. Mm-hmm. Well, like you can argue over like, OK, so it doesn't make sense to put kids in a jail with their parents. Like that's what you described, right. you know, potentially these homeless people going through when they're forced into jail. Like it wouldn't be pretty right. in a lot of cases to throw their kids in that into that cage with them. Right. 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 But then like then of course then it's not going to be pretty anyway no, but, yeah. but then you separate them from their parents right so then these kids go into some form of the system so is it better for right. them to be in the foster system is it better for them to be in the uh, institutions and other places like that mm-hmm. and what if the kids themselves have issues like kids kids are very you know susceptible to that psychological damage of being on the street and stuff they probably have ptsd from things that they've experienced and god knows what right. you know and sexual abuse and drug abuse and other things all around them and you know like they don't which foster homes are well known for also yeah you know yes. as far as abuse yeah <laughs> and what form of education like you're just gonna if they're 10 years old you're just gonna stick them in grade five like the, they've just been around for forever yeah, Why don't you right. pull Mowgli out of the fucking jungle, you know, and stick him in a classroom and see what the fuck happens at that point too? <laughs> you know, like you're just you're you're asking a lot, you know, for of these kids in these situations that you know they 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 don't have 
they don't have a leg to stand on. You know, they don't, they don't have anything. They don't have any institutional power. Fuck, we barely have any institutional power. You know, we barely have right. any voluntary actions anymore that we can be a part of uh, when it, in regards or to the state. Voice. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but that, let's, let's finish out this article because I uh, definitely want to move on. Um, it, it says in quotes here, just as we were talking about, thank mm. God this law wasn't in place where I was living. <laughs> Parkinson mm-hmm. said Monday on the House floor, those are individual stories out there, individual situations. And to criminalize individuals who are in those situations is just a terrible, terrible idea. It's not representative of the values of our state, the values of our people here in Tennessee. Wow, I think that was well put. Yeah. You know, I, 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 I can agree with the Democrat, folks. There, there's there's the proof. The, just the values of the politicians. That's well, yes, well, of course. Not the yeah. people. <laughs> and whomever pays the politicians, because Lisa brilliantly brought up right. before, too, like, Okay, so this is this is the political solution. Why is this the political solution? You know, why is this what's being offered? Because whom whom does this benefit ultimately in the end? Mm-hmm. You know, if we follow the money trail here for how how this solution is supposed to be applied and who's paying for it and, and where that money goes, does it always go back to the people that have sort of funded these people's political campaigns? You know, is it the people right. at the fancy dinners that are ten thousand dollars a plate? You know, do they do they all meet up in the fancy mansions there and the fancy cabins up up in the Smokies and stuff like that for these private parties and just chuckle that they're making the money off of the homeless people, you know, and and bilking yeah. the public, telling them that they oh they solve the homelessness problem by doing this too, you know. Yes, they chuckle often and loud. Yeah. Oh, but you you've heard it yourself, haven't you, Lisa? You we were just speaking before about some audio recordings of some people chuckling about shit like this too. You know, like that when you when you peel back the mask and you see the evil, grotesque, you know, face underneath it. You know, when you pull back the curtain and see that the wizard isn't a wizard and it's actually a demon. Mm-hmm. You know, like th- th- this is what we're talking about, folks. Like, wh- what kind mm-hmm. of evil is at play here um, that could take advantage of homeless people, including children, in this way? You know, mm-hmm. what what would you expect to see if you could uh, put that in a physical form? You know, if you could physically manifest that sort of evil, what would it look like to you? How horrifying mm-hmm. would it be? And what's the next four steps they got planned after oh, that? Oh yeah, well yeah, that's the yeah. that's that's the stuff that we we love to uh, theorize about here on the show. So uh, maybe we could do that in a sec. But um, it says that advocates trying to address homelessness. There's that word again. Have opposed the bill mm-hmm. since its introduction last year. Uh, it says in quotes, "If you can't be in any of those places, then where are you supposed mm-hmm. to be?" <laughs> Ask right. Paula Foster. Thank you, Paula Foster, who's the executive director uh, director of Open Table Nashville. If people are going mm-hmm. to be criminalized for falling asleep somewhere, anywhere, what are we going to do? Now, it says in the article, mm-hmm. Democrats and some Republicans oppose the legislation. So there are some Republicans with a soul still, I guess, uh, which passed the Senate with <laughs> a 22 to 10 vote. House members voted 57 to 28 for the bill with six declining to vote. Yeah, where the hell were you when when your votes were needed to you six out there? Right. Um but it's also they, they need to be listed. They need to be pu- publicly listed who voted for this shit. Yeah, you know, why did so they fail their constituents really- <laughs> and not being able to vote on this, yay or nay? That's what I want to know. Exactly. And so, you, and so you know who not to vote for next yeah, time. Who doesn't know, do so- their freaking job? <laughs> right. Now it says Senator Frank Well, let me ask you yeah, this. Let's go back to the panel. Lisa. Uh Bill 
Bill Lee mm-hmm. did, oh wants to say I'm very concerned and so he didn't He's so uh, concerned he I'm did sorry, nothing. Where's the frick, <laughs> Where's the freaking veto? Where's the veto? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't know as far as as far as uh, whether or not, like, if you look at the government, how the Senate and the Houses um, are is is the president, or are they not able to, with a two thirds vote afterwards, overrule or override the president vetoing it? Because I don't want to throw rocks at Bill if if you couldn't do shit about it. I just don't honestly know. Um, I'm not know, too familiar with the laws there with Tennessee and how their legislature works when it comes to um, overriding a veto. So maybe, yeah, he knew mm-hmm. that it was a popular enough you know, thing where he didn't have the votes either way. So you know, to move there, but wouldn't you at least ice the, if it's like, if it's like a coach, right. Like in football, wouldn't you at least want to ice the kicker though? Like if you know, they're probably going to kick the field goal. They're only 20 yards out. Like, you know, it's your ass, you know, it's the end of right. the game, you know, <laughs> and, but you, you still try, right. You still put forth like some sort of effort to do something about it. Right. You could still lobby against it. You could still, you know, do more than just, uh, you know, try to distance himself from it. Yeah. Yeah. You think even symbolically he would want to do something here, but yeah, it's like saying, Oh, I'm really, con- uh, Lisa, we're getting some uh, noise from you on your line, but um, uh, it's like saying, Oh, my, my basement's flooding. I'm going to do something about mm-hmm. it. And then you leave and you go get ice cream. <laughs> you know, like you just, right. <laughs> you, he's doing nothing here. Oh, that, oh, go ahead. Ruin ice cream. My one flipping. No, I, Thanks, no, Thanks. I, just, I just want to be clear. I'm not defending Bill Lee either. Yeah, Cause yeah. I tried calling his office for help and, and I just got forwarded on to somebody else that didn't give a shit. So I'm not trying to protect him. I'm just asking the question about between the house and the Senate with two thirds of Senate mm-hmm. does, you know, is he able to even, stop it so that's that no, was all no you're right thing. you're right about that in the sense of no that's very true but here's the thing okay that's the problem it's about process people okay even if it were to pass the two-thirds the mere fact is are you gonna stand up and do the right thing even if you think that in the end that's what's gonna be right mm-hmm. but you but it's just like six said you still gotta give it that try because right. Then, you know, I don't know, it's integrity. Well, yeah, because, I mean, if you know that you're outgunned and outmanned, you know, do you, do you still oppose them or do you just give up? Right. You know, that's that's the thing. Like, right. how many of us, how many of us would make that sacrifice when it came down to it? You know, when it comes to our principles, and, that just we know we're outmanned and, and, and outgunned, but we're not going to give up. And I don't remember which president in the last decade, but I remember somebody saying something about, you know, just calling out Congress on being all sold out, you know, and this or that. And, you know, never actually saw any president do that, but I I heard mentions about that. And I mean, that it's fucking true. You know, I mean, people need to, you know, even if they can't change it, at least bring it to the public's attention and, and, and stand behind it and let them know, you know, uh, you know, I I remember seeing a recent, uh, something recent in the paper from Hillary and, you know, and it was, you know, if I go down, I'm taking half of Washington with me. And it's like, you know, you're admitting you know bad shit about half of Washington, yet you don't do anything about it. That's kind of a bother, you know. Oh, yeah. I mean, regardless of oh, oh they weed know? those people out. That would be a bad thing, by the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, half of Washington being gone. Oh man. Well, I mean, the, imagine imagine the good 
that could come from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. of just re- of just removing half of them in general. We don't even have to fucking replace right. them. Just just get rid of half right. in, in itself. <laughs> you know, but right. um, let's let's finish out this article and then we'll get to the last one here. Um, but it says um, Frank Nicely uh, from Strawberry Plains. He's a Republican. He drew widespread criticism last week, it says in the article, for meandering comments, they describe it as, which I think is sort of subjective, uh, maybe trying to defend him or not so much. But he says he, he was tenuously connecting Adolf Hitler to the legislation. Mm-hmm. I don't. I mean, uh, maybe mm-hmm. he had a point, but they don't put his quote there in full, I don't think. But it says, nicely said Hitler at one point lived on the streets and used the experience as a quote unquote way to connect with the masses. Now, I don't like the <laughs> fact that they don't include like a video or like a full transcript mm-hmm. of what he was saying so you can get some context as to why he would bring up that um, comparison. Mm-hmm. Now, I got to admit, doing what I do, uh, especially in talking about politics, you would be hard pressed, right, to carry on a, a full political conversation in modern times without things going back to like World mm-hmm. War II era things, because it's so impactful in everything that we live through today. And there's so many parallels there. So, I, I mean, I really don't see a problem like they, they, they call it like a particular, I forget the name of it, uh, but there is a particular razor, uh, not not one that you shave your face with, but like Occam's razor, where there's a, there's a razor for, I think it's, is it Hamlin's razor? We'll have to see. Uh, but how everything just goes back to uh, uh, com- making comparisons to Hitler or something. So I mean, it, it's mm-hmm. it's a trope. It, it's something that people do use a lot, and, you know, especially in political uh, garbage where they're just flinging mud at one another. Well, you're like Hitler. No, you're like Hitler, and yeah. those types of things. Like right. I get that, but for them, like it's sort of it's isn't a journalistic malpractice just to take like one little quote and then have the rest of it be subjective garbage like this. Uh, but anyways, let's uh, let's finish it out. It says in quotes here: People can come out of these camps and have a very productive life. Or in Hitler's case, a very unproductive life, Isley said. I don't even know what that was supposed to mean. These people don't know what their words are supposed to mean, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. Representatives Gloria Johnson, uh, who's a Democrat from Nashville, called the comments embarrassing to Tennessee. <laughs> That's the thing that they're mm-hmm. worried about. They're worried about the yep. comments, it seems. Optics. Yeah, the optics, like you said, Jeff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go back to the panel here for a second. But um now, I'm going to, in a second here, I'm going to bring up the, the final article that I have uh, talking about the, the public's reaction to this. So we have uh, now, and as, as it's going to state here in a moment, uh, we have seen that there has been some protests there um, and people willing to stand up against this, which I, I, I do love to see. And like we talked until they outlawed yeah, it. Yeah, until they outlawed it. That's the thing. Like, I mean, the, the, the problem here is, is that, yeah, if we, like we've been talking about, if we do want to f- sort of foment our own reaction to this problem, right? And we want the solution to be the government to back off of these things, then one of the mechanisms that we use in order to do that is protesting, something that we should be allowed by, you know, not, not only right. by our, our rights and our constitution, but by God. You know that we we mm-hmm. we all have we should all have the right, no matter where you are, mm-hmm. to be able to gather and organize and communicate with other people and speak openly and freely about these topics. Because how the hell else are you going to come up with a real solution? You know, right. if you if you if you uh, cordon certain people off ideologically, if you don't allow certain people to engage, if you don't allow people to gather to talk about different thoughts and ideas. You know, just just going off of somebody, someone's just narrow-minded, you know, small-brained mm-hmm. idea of how to solve an issue. 
I mean, haven't we learned yet that by, you know, sort of putting things like that, I'd say, in, um, uh, in a way where, you know, power just seems to convalesce, you know, like this mm-hmm. um, instead, you know, haven't we learned that by doing that, that we should probably divest, you know, our, our ideas into several different avenues and d- different factors and forms and kind of bring it down to more of a local level too. I mean, that's what I like about that because it's much easier for you to go to your local town hall or your local gathering mm-hmm. spot, or as I used to do back in the day, your local pub, you know, you could go mm-hmm. there and you can gather with a group of people and you can talk openly about what the solutions should be. And we don't do that. Right. Like, that's why I love doing this show is because this is one of the very few places I think you can even find on the internet where you can do that sort of thing in this format, at least. I mean, there's chat rooms and there's other things out there, mm-hmm. but like people don't get the opportunity to really come on and talk about solutions. You know, they're always pushing, they're right. always pushing an agenda too. Well, like I like the Republicans and I'm wearing their shirt. Right. So I'm here to say whatever Republic legislation, blah, blah, blah is you better go out and, you know, call your congressman and say that you love it. You know, like that, that's, that's all people really do. They just push certain political uh, sides and even push ideas. And one of the real problems, one of the real problems too, I think for me as a consumer and as a person and a citizen is, you know, without it's almost like the investment world. You know, if you're buying a lot of a particular stock, if you don't really take the money to study that, know that um, you're probably just going to get screwed. So, you know, in, in context to what you're saying, um, it's too fucking hard for me, the average Joe, to find out the truth about half of this shit. You know, we need some kind of way, a media or something we can believe in again that's not going to be trying to sell me their 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 agenda or their party or the other party and everything. I mean, I remember arguing with my dad. I can show you. It's a fact. I'll show you on the computer. And I'll, I'm like, I can show you five places on the computer where it's a fact. It's not, <laughs> you know, and it's like... Yeah. There, there's no, uh, or it, it, it's just too fucking hard for people. To, I mean, even like these people that uh, voted for this shit. After this is over with, if somebody doesn't make a tally of it, it's going to be hard to even remember which asshole voted for it. You know, it's it, there. There needs to be some something we can trust that gives us just fucking information without opinions. Well, and and Lisa and I, like we we've talked about a lot recently. Um, these charities uh that are there to support mm-hmm. uh prisoners uh from january 6 and what's mm-hmm. happening with those funds and where the money could be possibly going like and like mm-hmm. we're we're constantly thinking about like why are these things happening to these people you know uh there's there's certain um decisions that are being made that you know there there could be an influence there you know not only from the money but also other types of pressures you know, so mm-hmm. when people like you brought up before that you're a consumer and in, in, in the state of Tennessee, when you are a consumer there, that the money that you give to anybody, any transaction that's mm-hmm. taxed is going towards mm-hmm. this. So, so right. what I'm bringing up here about these, these charities is when people donate to these charities, they have an idea in their mind. They have this vision mm-hmm. that what they're doing mm-hmm. is good and just. And then right. after that transaction is made, after the receipt is given to them. You know, that they that they go about their day thinking that they did right. You know, and how many mm-hmm. consumers, how many citizens of the state of Tennessee will now go about their daily lives and making transactions. And the whole time that they're doing that, they're actually supplying and institutionalizing a form of oppression 
that they have no fucking clue that could be coming for them at any point Mm -hmm. in their lives. Because any one of us, and Jeff, you know this, and Lisa yourself from what you've dealt with in the past, you know that at any point, if the state wants to, if the state wants to Mm -hmm. fuck you up and take all of your things and throw you out on the street, it would do so Mm -hmm. without even batting an eye, wouldn't it, Lisa? Right. Would it have? It does every single day. Yes. Yep. <laughs> it's called the guardianship racket. In mm-hmm. fact, six. You just gave me. Um, you just made a brilliant point, and I think it'd be a great meme. You just struck me when you used the word institutionalized. Man, you know we got to come up with some uh, memes with that to drive that home to people so that they understand that's exactly what, what this is about. Well, and and and. <laughs> And they, got the, they got the, the uh, target on their back. Yeah. And, and, and it, when most people think of like being institutionalized in a sense too, they think about like having their voluntary um, actions removed from them. Like if you're fully institutionalized, mm-hmm. that means somebody else is caring for you. You're not caring for yourself, right. you know? And, and mm-hmm. if you've had all of your worldly possessions removed from you and you're homeless, how can you mm-hmm. carry care for yourself did you just say the word caring for well yeah exactly like you you would yeah making the assumption that the people in the institutions actually care for you yeah yeah like i'd say like giving you care like as providing you what what your necessities are you know to to even rely on the Uh, state yeah exactly yeah kidnapping yeah yeah and and what it comes down to that too like doesn't this lead then you know to another utilitarian like jeff has brought up and and we've talked about it and there's other comparisons made when we're thinking of utilitarian solutions for homelessness and we're removing them from the streets and we have no idea where they go and then maybe they're going into the prison system who's paying attention to how many actually make it out on the other end all right you know what, what you just made me think of? Uh, that article I wrote back in 2018 with Judge Gaziano, um, where I was uh, an attorney for a daughter who was trying to save her mother because the hospital uh, was taking her, taking her mother off, uh, wouldn't give her uh, food, you know, the, the liquid uh, solution whatever to survive yeah. so she we got a uh, hearing before the state highest court before a single justice judge gaziano and what was his solution yeah all all we were asking please have the hospital give her nutrition through iv and he says i'll take it under advisement <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll think about it. I'll take it under advisement. You know what happened at four o'clock in the morning. Now, how about this? I mean, can you can you believe that? Oh, I mean, that that's really for the audience. That's what it comes since down I know, to. I, I want the audience to know what what happened there at four o'clock in the morning. At four o'clock in the morning, Alice Julian died, and it wasn't because. And I suggest by. Uh, Failure to provide her nutrition, that's not dying of natural causes. That's what I wanted the audience to hear, Lisa. That's what I wanted the audience to hear. When you when you expect, when you assume that the state is going to do right by you and it's going to care for you in those situations, especially when you're in the most vulnerable position that you possibly can be as a human being, that they'll just be like, oh, I'll, I'll get back to that later and just let you starve to death. 
that's how they are. reliability. Yeah. Yeah. That's the way that they, they, they think of you. Um, let's, let's go on to the last article. And for all, all of you that have been following along this far, you can, uh, check out all these articles on our Substack. Uh, we call this our source list where we, uh, take all the different articles that we bring up on the show and put them on a nice little page for you to reference and share with people. Um, so definitely go and sign up there on Substack. Uh, that is free. And then you can also find this information on Minds. M-I-N-D-S dot com. Uh, you can follow us there and it's also free. It's a uh, uh, social media site. So it's very similar to like a, a Facebook or something like that. Just less, a lot less uh, censorious. <laughs> so but, um, now this final article here, it says homeless advocates to camp out overnight in protest of new Tennessee law. Right. Now this is from Aaron Cantrell and this is posted July 1st. So this is more recent. Now it says here, a controversial law, I'm glad they call it that, at least, has gone into effect in Tennessee that several people say targets the unhoused. Like how they're using that term instead of homeless. But uh, yeah, the, the, it says the law allows law enforcement to fine and potentially arrest anyone sleeping in public places. It would create a misdemeanor for camping under state bridges and overpasses, like we've talked about, and a felony for camping on public land, which could lead up to six years in prison and thousands in fines. Now, outreach specialists with Open Table Nashville, India uh, Pungarcher, said that the law is only meant to further criminalize people experiencing homelessness. I really appreciate them mm -hmm. saying that. Um, in protest of the law, homeless advocates from across the state will come together by having a night of action against sweeps, it says, at 7 p.m. on Friday, July uh, 1st, 2022. Activists will meet at legislation, uh, Legislative Plaza for a rally and then march down to Riverfront Park to speak out against the law. Some protesters will set up camp in the park and participate in civil disobedience by staying overnight. I appreciate them doing that. It says, in quotes, a felony is a very serious offense. If someone already doesn't have a job or if they are trying to switch jobs with a felony on their record, it's going to be next to impossible to get employment with that charge right. on record. Likewise, getting into housing with a felony mm -hmm. is also next to impossible, Pengarcher said. I'm going to flip back to the panel here. Doesn't that seem like the uh, opposite of what you would want to do for homeless people yeah. by making it harder for them to get jobs and shelter? Yes. <laughs> like that just says, if you're, I'm just thinking, if you're homeless, you probably want, you might, I mean, I would imagine myself at least, right? You can't say for all because there's going to be some out there like, aha, these are certain people, right? They, they, they don't want that. But I'm thinking like, if I'm living on the street and I got no better options, I probably would want some shelter. I would want mm -hmm. to be able to have the ability to get a job, you know, and, and to mm -hmm. make that harder. Right. That's just unconscionable. That's that's the word the court uses for everything is uh, it's for me, it's kind of ass backwards and upside down, you know, but uh, unconscionable. You well, know? It goes back to that dude um, saying before, like, oh, nobody knows what to do with homelessness. These people don't have good ideas. Those people don't right. good, I have good. I don't have good ideas. But then like you so throw them in the fucking. Yeah, oven. But yes, <laughs> I know. know. And then you throw them in this situation. Right. You know, you might as well. I mean, you might as well at that point, because I mean, at, at this point, you know, what you're doing to people is is that you're criminalizing them even being in the position that they're in. And then by doing right. that, you make it harder for them to ever get out of that position. You are, you are mm -hmm. making it permanent 
you're permanently you're alive, permanent, yeah. or whatever the term is. Like you, it, it, again, you're making concrete. <laughs> you, you're making harder right. the, the the obstacles uh, that that they're to overcome. Lisa, did you have anything to say there about that? Yeah, well, I was going to say, I would think that the uh, taxpayers would be, uh, in, you know, in an uproar about it, considering who the hell do you think's paying for the prisons that they're, that they're uh, supposedly going to put these people in? Yeah, and this is something, too, where I think on both sides we can, we can agree that, uh, you know, funneling more money into the prison system mm-hmm. for this purpose is disgusting. For six years? Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> What have they? What have they actually done to help homelessness? By the way, uh, I mean, and how many? I don't know uh, the answer to that. And how many so. of these crooked? Yeah, how many of these crooked ass politicians? You know that we have caught in the past. You know, because we've read through uh, articles in the past here on the show where we've gone down, like just in the state of New York. I can remember a few weeks ago we were reading through a list of politicians from New York that have been found guilty of whatever mm-hmm. type of charges from embezzlement to all sorts of things, you know, sexual mm-hmm. misconduct yep. and that these people never do six years. They never even come close. Mm-hmm. They, they right. barely do a couple months. If even, in fact, most don't even spend right. any time in jail at all. You know, think of six right. years. Right. Like there's, there's that's just yeah. inhumane. I mean, the, there are people in Congress right now, like as we speak that are guilty of war crimes. Like guilty of war crimes mm-hmm. and, and they'll never spend six years in a jail. They'll never spend right. six years in a jail and they deserve a hell of a lot more than that too. But um, yeah. let, let's never mind. They'll never even get indicted for crime. Yeah. Well that, yeah, of course. Now it says Panjarcha said she doesn't know what to expect from law enforcement, but there will be a safety team present um, for the, the protests here. She knows Nashville district attorney, Glenn Funk said he won't prosecute mm-hmm. poverty but doesn't know mm-hmm. what will happen to the unhoused living in other parts of the state. So this basically, you know, the state puts people in this position uh, across the entire state to try and figure out how they're going to go about this. And then you just basically leave up the, the amount of enforcement and severity of enforcement to just the whims of what one officer right. or is it one sheriff? Like who makes that call? And, you know, is it just the guy who walks up on like, you, <laughs> you know? Right. I hate to say it, but Mr. Funk doesn't have the best track record with, uh, you know, um, being, uh, he, he, <laughs> when you run with dogs, you get fleas. He's been caught running with dogs a lot of times. Okay. So I, I uh, so what you're saying is he's, okay, he's ashamed to both the, the dogs uh, under the bus. I love dogs. All right. So <laughs> no, don't please don't. Yeah. We don't want to, okay. we don't do want to smear dogs. dogs. All right. Well, you know, you know, if you snort cocaine and you have prostitutes. Okay. So yeah, anyway. that's, that's, that's actually, <laughs> that's actually more like that's the government better. that we're, we're used to looking at here on the, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but and you know what the the the, the worst part that's freaking reality oh man. it is it yeah. is sad but true as, as metallica would say but um to finish off the article howard allen is also concerned about the new law thank you howard allen was homeless for 17 years and just got into mm. permanent housing could you first off like i'm gonna flip back to the panel mm-hmm. for this one before we finish out because man when you talk about empathy when you talk about putting yourself mm-hmm. in another man's shoes could you imagine doing 17 years on the street? Right. What kind That's- of crazy shit and experiences? Like I, 
I go out often into the city and I experience things mm-hmm. in the city. All right. Um, mm-hmm. I've seen some crazy shit happen. I can only imagine mm-hmm. living on those streets like that. Right. What you see and what you experience, you know, going back to what we talked yeah. about the children in those positions too. Like this guy spent 17 years. He grew up on the streets, his formative years, wow. like his, a major part of his life for some people that are unfortunate that that's more than ha- that is their whole life or half of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's disgusting that mm-hmm. that big portion of his life spent there. I can only imagine just like being in that position, but um, mm-hmm. now it says here after that though, he's concerned for what he calls his brothers and sisters. This is going back to God mm-hmm. too, living on the street. He said the areas now protected by law are safe and convenient for the unhoused. There are certain amounts, in quotes it says here, there are certain months, I'm sorry, of the year where people attack homelessness. Right now, the political system is attacking homeless people, and they don't realize the states are watching. Nashville right now to see, yeah, the states are watching mm-hmm. Nashville right now. This is just yeah. what we were talking about. They're, they're watching them right now to see what they're doing, which is criminalizing homeless people. He says, say yeah. a prayer because we're not going anywhere. I want to explain. Supporters of the law say, uh, this is bad editing here, but says supporters of the law say, think it will prevent public land like parks from being overrun or destroyed by people living there. Now I realize, like after, Mm. after being to uh, large festivals and concerts, having a large group of people gather in any space for a long period of time, they're consuming things and, excreting things and whatever doing whatever else that yeah it can get kind of nasty but um i think i think we're using public parks and stuff is is a real broad term too because i've been around a lot of public parks in nashville that were absolutely pristine and beautiful and i've never ran into camps of fucking homeless people in the middle of a nice park i think that they i think that they were more out of sight, out of mind, where people aren't going to be jogging over them. You know, I, 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 like I said, I've never, other than watching it on TV or on the media, I've never seen one of these encampments personally in my life, you wow. know, so out of 25 years of being there. So I, I think we're using that term real broadly, maybe to even help justify our decision. But oh, uh, yeah, and that's important. I, I don't think that has shit to do with yeah, it. Yeah, public know? land. I mean, I, I what, the, think, what could that mean? That could mean any sort of right. type of thing. Um, so, uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Um, Lisa, give us your final thoughts on, on the story that we've covered here with, with our friend, Jeff, like what, what's, uh, what you mean, you mean final thoughts just for this yes, episode, Yes, of course, right? not final, final. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that. This is it. You're fine. Yeah, we always want to make sure to note the, uh, the, the degree of finality to, uh, Lisa's, uh, statement here. We don't, we <laughs> <laughs> I always like clarification. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I think this was a great episode. I mean, what a prime example of being able to to show everyday people how. How much politicians think we're stupid. I mean, this is like the height of like uh, repugnancy. I mean, this, <laughs> you know, it's all bad, but th- this is just like pathetic. So yeah. here, here's, here's, uh, I'm going to leave it off with requesting call for action mm. from 
from people, from from we the people, the real people. Uh, it's really all about local, local, local. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm hoping that. Oh, I think we lost your audio. She's open. She's open. You're hoping. <laughs> come on, you got to come back. What are you hoping for, damn it? We might have her back in a second here. But um, uh, Jeff, while we're on this topic of just sort of ra- wrapping up this story uh, for people, um, is there anything else that you would ask uh, the audience or anything to keep in mind or I, I something? Just think that, I, I, I just think that just like the civil court situation where, you know, the number two guy for the AOC is telling me that people just don't think about it until they're in, until they're there and they're stuck and it's too late then. And, and that fails to rally enough people ahead of time to make a damn difference. And, uh, and I, I think the homeless situation is very much similar. I mean, you know, just, you know, I, I went from a very nice home in Brentwood to uh, having, you know, with five days notice to having four uh, sheriffs escort me off my property when I never did anything wrong. And it was all based upon, upon lies. And, uh, and it's just hard to grasp something like that. You know, people just think, well, he must have done some crazy shit. No, I didn't do any crazy shit that, you know, if you want to believe the liars, but people don't realize how close they could be to this thing. And, um, and Tennessee doesn't offer shit for healthcare for people that are homeless people. Tennessee doesn't offer shit for people for mental health problems. I mean, uh, you know, and so if they're suffering from a mental health problem, um, you know, they're, they're that much, there's that much less resources. I mean, it's almost impossible. So if, if they're out there cause they have a mental health problem, well, that's fucking your fault too, because you don't offer shit for mental health problems, you know? And, uh, so it's just, people think they're so far removed from this that it doesn't fucking matter. Just get the trash off the street, you know, but when, what happens when you're that fucking trash or your, your daughter or your son or, or anybody else that just, you know, finds themselves all of a sudden a court system or anything else, any other circumstances that just uh, instantly devastate your life an, an automobile accident, anything that, you know, uh, I mean, could tragically change you forever in the blink of an eye that you never planned for. Um, what, what what about when that's you? You want to fucking go get, you know, butt raped in prison because of the fact that you just ended up in the worst ass situation of your life and be there for six years and, and have a felony afterwards. So you can't even go, you know, work at a fucking pizzeria when you used to make a hundred grand a year. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's so inhumane to me. I mean, it goes back to the, if you can't fix it, leave it the fuck alone. You know, I mean, it's just, um, well put, I, I just, I just keep coming back to, you know, concentration camps and, you know, and just fucking gas chambers. You know, we just want to get these people out of, out of sight, out of authoritarianism. And I promise, and I promise it is not, it is not going to get less cruel once people aren't seeing this in the press every day anymore. It is once they're out of sight and out of mind, it's going to get even more ugly, you know? So you're just never going to fucking know about it again, you know? So it's, 
I have no respect for any person that voted for this. I don't care. I don't even care, you know, if, if other ideologically or, you know, Second Amendment or things that I believe in, I still vote the motherfuckers out of office, you know, because they just don't give a shit about people. Yeah. And I, so. well put, my friend. Well put. Uh, I'd say to wrap this up, um, you know, uh, my thoughts on this is that, you know, we we as human beings, we don't get to decide where we're stacked in the deck and how much the, de- the deck is stacked upon us. But what I would beg of all of you out there, you know, for both people that believe in equality or even equity, you know, that uh, that we don't discard people, <laughs> that we don't discard people from the deck itself like this. Mm-hmm. That this is not what we need to be doing as a society, especially to the children that could be involved in these cases mm-hmm. too. Yeah, you know. So I, I I really appreciate you coming on and talking about this uh, this story, this topic with us, Jeff. And uh, I really appreciate mm-hmm. uh, Lisa's contributions. I don't know if we'll get her uh, audio connected back uh, before we wrap up here, but um, um, she's going to be beating on the table, mad. Damn it! You can't hear me. Damn it! Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, she's <laughs> she's going to be all fired up about it. I'm sure. But uh, Lisa, we love having you, and we're definitely going to hear from you again sometime soon. But uh, <laughs> wherever you're at, lost in the ether with the, with the audio. But um, we're going to yeah. wrap it there, and um, until we meet again, and until we are free, we are the new prisoners. Thank you for listening to The New Prisoners. Let us know what you think about this week's topics on our Minds page and Substack, or leave a comment under our video on BitChute, Odyssey, Rumble, and Brideon. You can also risk being shadow banned, suspended, or permanently banned on Twitter and Instagram with us, or speak freely with us on Gab. Please feel free to share your own sources with us, And remember to share the information we provided you here. You never know what kind of difference it could make. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, email thenewprisonernumber6 at protonmail.com. Provide a brief description of the topic or topics that you would like to discuss, and a screener will contact you. You can always choose to appear anonymously. And you can also donate to The New Prisoners through anchor.fm slash thenewprisonernumber6 slash support. There, you can make a monthly donation of $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99. We also have a Subscribe Star, where you can make a one-time or recurring contribution at subscribestar.com slash the-new-prisoners. Or you could donate U.S. dollars and crypto to us on Mines and Odyssey. All donations go towards studio upgrades to make more content and advertising to spread the word about the show. Every amount is appreciated. Demand answers, not orders. We are the new prisoners.